I'm Kyle Paletto. Welcome to Walkthrough, Sifter's weekly recap on the biggest news in gaming. Each Sunday, we'll take you through updates, exciting reveals, and controversies in video games, as well as what games you can pick up this week. Here is the news for Sunday, 31st of July. Let's go. Just when you think you've completed a game, a mysterious door opens. Well, at least that's what's happened in Near Automata this week. Five years after the release of Platinum Games Near Automata, a Reddit user by the name of Sad Futago announced that they had discovered a mysterious church that no one had ever come across before. It started pretty innocently. Sad Futago posted to the r slash Near subreddit saying their friend couldn't get into the church in the copied city area of Automata. They later posted a video of the new area, which was accessible with a hidden door on a seemingly blank wall. To say that this revelation took the Nier fandom by storm is a massive understatement. Theories ran rampant as people tried to work out exactly what this mysterious room and twisted hallway actually were and how to get there. Some people suggested a marketing campaign for a new sequel or a tease for sister franchise Drakengard or a complete recreation of the game in Unreal Engine 5. Creator of the Nier series, Yoko Taro, refused to comment, which has been his long-standing position to be fair, but that just added fuel to the fire. Well, the mystery was solved when modders Devilos Revenge, Woeful Wolf, and Raider B came clean. It turns out they'd managed to mod the game to include this new area, something that no one has managed to do as of yet. Here's what they had to say. Everything we shared has been completely in-game and no editing was used. We've been loving the discussions and theories. It's been an amazing journey. It's been inspiring to see the community come together after so many years. It's made all the hard work well worth it. We hope everyone had a good time. We certainly did. The team planned to release the tools they developed to allow others to mod the game and apologised if anyone felt misled. And it was never their intention to impersonate Yoko Taro. It was a lot of fun. This week, we were treated to a small glimpse into the future of Grand Theft Auto 6 and some production changes being made at Rockstar thanks to reporting done by Jason Schreier at Bloomberg. According to Schreier, Rockstar have pledged to implement a number of changes in their development process and workplace culture to make working for the company a generally more pleasant experience. One of the biggest changes for players is that GTA 6 will be continually updated with new locations and missions over time rather than released as another gigantic map all at once. Rockstar hopes to reduce crunch and overtime for developers under pressure to meet deadlines and they're adding more producers to keep track of scheduling. Another promised change is that the developers will now actively work to minimise the amount of harmful in-game content that pokes fun at marginalised groups and people. The edgy humour of the GTA series feels pretty out of date now and quite cringeworthy, but that could be because the last major title, GTA V, originally released in 2013, and frankly, the world has moved on. As for game details, we now know that it'll be set in a fictionalised version of Miami and that a woman will be the main character, and according to parent company Take-Two, it claims it will be out sometime in 2024, which is probably the hardest thing to believe out of all of this. We'll be sure to keep you up to date on everything GTA 6 as it develops. It's all coming crashing down for the crypto card game Gods Unchained, as its Australian developer Immutable has sacked at least 20 of their senior developers on the game this week. Staff were given just 24 hours notice that Justin Hulog, Chief Studio Officer, and James Ferguson, CEO, would be holding an all-hands meeting on Monday, which was followed up by a 15-minute meeting with HR, where individual staff learned if they were losing their job. Gods Unchained has been gutted, according to developers who spoke to CNET, and the only people left working on it were juniors and executives, which doesn't bode well for the future of the game. 
The player base has been dwindling, and according to the third-party site Cards Unchained, it's down from around 19,000 players at the beginning of April to less than 8,400 on Friday this week. Good luck to the developers who are out there looking for work. Publisher Annapurna Interactive held a showcase this week to highlight some of their upcoming titles, including new games from Keita Takahashi, developer of Katamari Damashi, and Kentucky Route Zero Dev's Cardboard Computer. Thirsty Suitors is a skateboarding action RPG with visual novel elements as main character Jala returns to her hometown and tries not to disappoint her South Asian parents. She'll have to confront her exes in rhythm battles, and this looks super stylish with a bit of Scott Pilgrim flavour too. It'll be available on all consoles as well as PC, but no release date is set. Keita Takahashi, who you might know from Katamari Damashi or Nobi Nobi Boy, is working on a new game called Uvula, which promises to be weird and wonderful. That's all we got at this stage, but we do know there is a kid and a dog in this game. Cardboard Computer, who developed Kentucky Route Zero, are working on their next game, an idea that's been kicking around for a while. Here is Jake Elliott, Tomas Kamenchi, and Ben Babbitt talking about their new title, which is still in early development. We're working on a new project. It's the first project we're really seriously focusing on performance as like kind of a core part of the piece. KRZ, it's like very still, there's not a lot of animation, everything is sort of like these slow idle tableaus. So we're sort of doing a lot of R&D with making it more lively. This time we have a lot more knowledge going into it. The beginning of Kentucky Route Zero was a more staggered sort of development. And now we've known each other for so long and we're comfortable with each other. And I think that informs making the new work in a way that feels substantial and exciting. The new game, it's it's about a different tempo. It's faster and and, and hopefully funnier. And mm, there's comedy in KRZ. But it's a tragedy. But it's a tragedy. It's not a tragic comedy though. No. no. It's just a tragedy, yeah. Yeah, just a tragedy. <laughs> Hollow Ponds and Richard Flogg shared Flock, which is a flying adventure game where you zoom through low-poly environments and collect cute critters along the way. It looks charming and colourful. Bounty Star, the morose tale of Graveyard Clem, is a sci-fi western post-apocalyptic mech battle game with some farming and base-building elements chucked into the mix. The third-person game from developers Dino God has a cool country and western soundtrack and will be out in 2023 on all platforms. And fans of the time-looping folksy sci-fi adventure Outer Wilds, hoping for an update on the upcoming Nintendo Switch release, are going to have to wait a little bit longer. The game still needs a bit more time, according to developers Mobius Digital. The current-gen upgrades are still on the way, though, for players on PS5 and Xbox Series X and will be free if you own the game on the previous-generation hardware, on the 15th of September. Recently leaked images have revealed new information about the remake of the classic Square Enix strategy game Tactics Ogre Let Us Cling Together. The surprise leak came from Sony's PlayStation Store, which included new screenshots, information and game descriptions, and was spotted by Twitter user Wario64 on the site psdeals.net. The remake, titled Tactics Ogre Reborn, will feature high-definition graphics, revamped AIs, fully voiced cutscenes and music re-recorded with live performances. In some criticism of the way the classic pixel art has been updated, there appears to be a smoothing filter applied to the in-game sprites, which means they look kind of blobby. Fans of the 1995 Tactics Ogre Let Us Cling Together can also expect a potential class-wide level management system, which was used in the 2010 remake, which appeared on the PSP and improves controls and UI. 
It's expected to potentially hit the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 on November 11, but the remake has still yet to be officially announced by Square Enix. So stay tuned and we'll bring you the latest updates. Neopets, which at one time was one of the world's most popular online games, has been hacked and approximately 69 million accounts may be compromised. The company put out an official response on Twitter late last week. Neopets recently became aware that customer data may have been stolen. We immediately launched an investigation assisted by a leading forensics firm and we're also engaging law enforcement and enhancing the protections for our systems and our user data. The news of the hack surfaced from the Neopets community website Jelly Neo when the alleged hacker offered to sell the database and source code, which includes personal information of users. The 1999 virtual pet smash hit has dealt with a similar hack in recent years, but not of this scale. Back in 2016, tens of millions of accounts were compromised, which resulted in personal data being distributed online. Currently, there hasn't been any further information from the company regarding the investigation, but in the meantime, they have encouraged users to change their email addresses and passwords. Make sure you go grab yourself a slice of omelette while you're there. Minecraft fans are up in arms this week after it was announced that developer Mojang moved ahead with their plan to begin moderating private servers and issuing account-wide player bans. The hashtag SaveMinecraft has been trending online with players and streamers calling for community support to put a stop to the changes and accusing Microsoft of interfering with the beloved game. The changes were implemented this week in the latest update and now means players can report each other for inappropriate behaviour even in private servers and the complaints will be sent to the official moderators. While this sounds like a positive change, it is a pretty dramatic departure from the freedom that players have had to moderate their own servers for over a decade, so it's no surprise that long-time players are against the idea. At this stage, it's not looking good for those against the update, with Mojang previously saying that while they appreciate community feedback, it won't always take suggestions on board. So for now, it seems the update is here to stay. A massive free update came to The Sims 4 this week, bringing a bunch of new features like body hair, sexual orientation options, curved walls, and incest. This hopefully unintended change was spotted by players when, after updating the game, their Sims began showing romantic interest in their family members. Sims modders were quickly on the case and figured out the bug was a result of the newly implemented Wants system that's designed to give players more to do as their Sims come up with their own desires and goals. Along with the incest bug, some players are also noticing their Sims aging rapidly, which maybe isn't the worst thing if you're a Sim living in a world full of incest. Rest assured though, developers have stated they're aware of the bugs and are already working on fixes. The second wave of tracks included in the Mario Kart 8 Booster Course DLC will arrive on Nintendo Switch next week. Eight new courses will be available, including a brand new level called Sky High Sunday, which looks like a floating ice cream adventure. You'll be able to race through an Australian course as well. Sydney Sprint, which originally appeared on the Mobile Mario Kart Tour, will make its debut alongside New York Minute, and there will also be remakes of levels from DS, Nintendo 64, Wii, Game Boy Advance, and SNES Mario Kart games. The Booster Course has four more waves of eight tracks to come and is available as a standalone purchase or as part of the Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pass. That's it for news. Here are the games releasing this week. Out on the second is the retro-inspired indie platformer Frogun by developer Molgato and published by Top Hat Studios. It's an N64-style puzzle platformer where you play as a child of famous explorers. Armed with a frog-shaped gun that shoots its tongue like a grappling hook, you traverse the colourful levels in search of your parents who never returned from an expedition. It looks really charming and light and is worth checking out. It's out on all platforms this Tuesday. 
South of the Circle was an Apple Arcade exclusive released back in 2020, but this week the story-driven adventure game is finally releasing on consoles and PC. South of the Circle is an emotional narrative experience that tells the story of a researcher who has to fight for survival in Antarctica during the 1960s Cold War. It's beautifully animated and gives me big Oxenfree and Firewatch vibes. It was well received in 2020, so if that sounds like something you want to jump in on, it'll be out on the 3rd. Out this Thursday is a game I am really looking forward to, Turbo Golf Racing. It's easy to describe this one, it's Rocket League but golf. Like, dangerously close to Rocket League, to the point where I'm surprised they've gotten away with it. But hey, I'm not complaining. I love Rocket League. It's an all-out race for up to eight players with golf elements and Mario Kart-style power-ups that just looks like really fun mayhem. It's out on Xbox Series S and X, Xbox One and PC this Thursday, and it's coming to Game Pass on release, which is always a plus. And also out on Thursday is Hard West 2 by developer Ice Code Games. It's been seven years since the first Hard West was released, and the latest installment in the series comes with a bunch of new gameplay features and graphical upgrades that make this game look really appealing. The turn-based tactics RPG is set in a supernatural Wild West, and with your posse of armed outlaws, you'll fight your way through ghosts, ghouls, and witches to claim the gold rumoured to be aboard a ghost train. Grab it on PC when it launches on Steam on the 4th. If you've got 15 minutes, we'll catch you up on the gaming news each Sunday on Walkthrough. This has been Walkthrough by Sifta. My name is Kyle Paletto. Thank you so much for listening. Sifta is produced by Nicholas Kennedy, Fiona Bartholomeus, Kyle Paletto, Daniel Ang, and Adam Christou. Mitch Lowe is senior producer, and Gianni De Giovanni is our executive producer. Thanks to Brian Fairbanks from Salty Dog Sounds for composing the Walkthrough theme tune. And thanks to Omni Studios for their support of Sifter's three podcasts. If you want to support some local independent video game journalism, why not head to the Sifter store and pick up an excellent video game inspired shirt designed and made in Australia. That address is sifter.store or go to sifter.com.au and click merch up the top. And it really helps us to get to events and cover more titles. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back with more news next Sunday.